thanks that's all for today 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 thank you that's all for today thanks that's all for today thanks that's all for today thanks that's all for today Hello and welcome to episode two of Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. Welcome back. I really hope you enjoyed episode one with the fantastic Portia Amare. Thank you for all your wonderful feedback and your lovely messages. She was fab, wasn't she? And this week, we're going to continue with that fabulousness as I invite one of my wonderful friends to come and have a chat with me for this next episode. So here's episode two with actress, writer and all-round funny girl, it's Liverpool royalty, Gemma Broderick. We are not in the same room at all. I wish we were and it's going to be a long time until we can be. And I don't remember the last time I was in the same room as you. When was, was it your birthday in July? No, it wasn't. It wasn't the birthday. No, it can't have been. Did you come see Blood Brothers? Yes, yeah, I came to see Blood Brothers, but before. Oh, hang no, on. No, that was in Manchester. That was with me in Manchester, there wasn't it? That was before I was in it. <laughs> we went together to watch yeah. it. Not you were in it then. Oh, yeah. Have I not seen you in Blood Brothers? Oh, my not God. Not that I'm saying you've missed anything. Like, Wow, well, you heard it here first. You've heard it here first. She's a terrible friend. <laughs> hang on. How can I have not seen you? I've seen you in so many shows. I must have come over for pizza since then because I love coming to your to your That's house. What I mean. having, like, and pizza toasties. And toasties. Oh, the George Foreman grill. <laughs> the toasty maker. Right. I literally have just gone totally off topic. Hello, good evening and welcome to Thanks, That's All for Today with your host, Harriet Mullen and my very special guest who I've just worked out I haven't seen since 2019, July, Gemma Broderick. Let's cheers again. Cheers. Cheers. So um, I've got to say a little anecdote about you because I literally could not have got through tour life at all without you. I'd feel like the universe was like, hey, you need to meet this girl. You've watched her on TV, but you need her in your life. Uh, and we share our love for Yankee Candles and yeah. and Rosé and Lemonade and chatting with each other. And now I can't look at a Yankee Candle without thinking, Gemma. There's so many here. You look lovely. We've got to talk about what we're wearing. What are you wearing, Gemma? Obviously. Do you know what? If I'd have had more warning, I'd have ironed these. Yeah, sorry, that was totally my fault for saying so these. On you. This Harriet's favourite jammies of mine, and Harriet always thinks that I have really nice jammies, don't you? You do because when I came for sleepover <laughs> at your house once, and I have had many, many where we don't go to bed until like four in the morning or five. But I remember getting ready for bed, and you literally open this drawer under your bed, and there were just so many pajamas. I think I've got into pajamas because of you, because I have been buying so many pairs of pajamas. <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, on thanks, that's all for today. We have Liverpool royalty among us. Yes, we do. <laughs> Don't pull that face. We do. <laughs> we do. Okay. There's two people in Liverpool. People say, "Oh, you must know so and so." It's Tim Lucas and Gemma Broderick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone Tim knows Lucas. Tim Lucas. <laughs> 
So you have been a part of some incredible shows, Blood Brothers. I was going to say Midsummer Night's Dream. Just throw that in there. <laughs> have you ever been in Midsummer Night's Dream? <laughs> well, I'm going to pretend you have. Obviously, Scylla the Musical, the TV and the musical version. Now, I remember watching you in the TV version. Mm. And when I met you and Michael and Tom Dunley, I was like, look at you guys, like, I know them. And with you, you said to me, are you the girl from Scotty Road, right? And I just was a bit nervous. And I said, yes. (laughs) Because I sound like I'm from Scotty Road, don't I? Do not sound like you. That's a stupid question of me. <laughs> like, oh, you're the girl from Scotty Road. So I got told, I got told, oh, yeah, the new girl who's coming in, and she, yeah, she's really feisty. She's from Scotty Road. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I met, I met you, but I mustn't have heard you talk. I must have gone in with, are you from Scotty Road? And then you were like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. And then you were like, oh, wow. So you like, you've been like gigging at the cavern. And I was like, hang on, hang on. I cannot keep up this lie. Like I was thinking we've got six months together on this job. I cannot start with a lie. No, it's I'm from big... Cheltenham. <laughs> like, no, I'm from Cheltenham. <laughs> I didn't know what Scotty Road was before Scylla the Musical. So I, I just was like, yeah, I'm half Scottish. Does that mean I'm from Scotty Road? Um, also, we've got to talk about your amazing shows that you've done at the Royal Court. I've seen you in both fantastic productions of Yellow Brett Road and Lost Souls 2. Yeah. I love that theatre as well. It's so beautiful. Um, So we've also got to talk about the fact that you are the creator and star of your very own show, which I've also not been able to see, but not because I was a bad friend, because... That's your fault. I didn't know you then. Yeah. Tell me, that's tell me about Kate. Kate is boss. Um, yes. So Kate, the actual st- the actual story of how, of how this came about was, you met my good friend Moz Simon Naylor. His name's think- Simon Naylor, but I, I call him Moz. He was he was a director at my drama school years ago, and he's opened a theatre in Manchester. Right. So I was doing a cabaret night for him in Manchester. Now, let me just decide if I'm happy to take this on the podcast. Yeah, I am. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you. So we had this this guy like MDing and the, he'd asked us to sing like well-known songs. So we were singing well-known songs, everyone was. And then we came together to like kind of like practice and see what everyone was singing. And honestly, it was like the most depressing cabaret I ever heard. I was singing oh, on my God. own. And someone was singing Wait from what's that from? It's sometime. Is it from Sweeney Todd? I what? I don't know. Oh, that, that was, was lovely. Fantastic. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you can have that. Um, when we do the game, that has to be your sound cue. Okay, it will be. Right. <laughs> um, and then someone else was singing, you know, the pie song from Waitress. Yes. So, oh my God, it was so depressing. And it was meant to be like a funny evening or whatever. So mm. if I just went up to the MD, I was like, look, I'm going to change my song because the, the audience mm. are going to be devastated by how sad this is and how fun this evening isn't going to be. And then the MD was like, you can't change your song. I've practiced it. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I had to, so I had to do on my own. Oh, so wow. what I did, so I had to stick with on my own. So I had to sing that song. So I changed all the lyrics to make it about Justin Bieber. Um, and just didn't Basically, I just didn't tell anybody what I was going to do. So then I just I did it. I snuck on a photo frame. I planted it on where we were doing the cabaret. <gasps> So then at the end, I turned the frame round and it was Justin Bieber. Oh my God, amazing. 
I mean, I thought it was hysterical. And that's then. Brilliant. So that's where you then, got your idea for Kate. So, yes. Yeah, so what happened was yeah. that was for Moz was there. Moz is like one of my very good friends. He's literally amazing. He's so talented. So, he's such a good actor, but he's such a good director. He's an amazing director. Um, and he was there and he, we were drunk then at the end, at the end of the night. Mm. And I'd gone for the full Monty the day before. And I'd had my final audition for the full Monty the day before. And then I got told on the way to the cabaret that I hadn't got it. So oh, I was like, no. I know. So then he oh, was like, we were like really drunk. And I was like, oh, and I didn't even get the full Monty. And he was like, if you write a show of what you did tonight, I'll produce it. So I was hammered and I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't think anything more of it. And then he no. texted me like maybe two months later, like, how's your first draft getting on? And I was like, wow. yeah, good. And I was like, oh my God, I need to write first draft. So then I kind of came together. But then, you know me, don't you, Harriet? Everything, it took, I was right till the deadline with the writing of that. Like, I think you're you're very, uh, like, very humble, though, with everything you do. So I think you would be that person that's, like, needed to be pushed into that situation. You wouldn't go, guys, guys, I've written this show off my own back and I yeah. want somebody to produce it. Yeah, it was, I like, as much as it's obviously my show and I wrote it in a minute, he is just such a massive part of it that I won't mm. do it without him. I've been asked to do it a few times since, but I won't do it without him. Obviously, we did the London yeah, run of it. Yeah. We did few Manchester runs, and we're going to take it to Liverpool. But but Simon is like a, a, such an integral part of it that like mm. it's his it's his as much as mine because without him it wouldn't have existed, and without him texting me at like four in the morning like, "Have you finished draft one yet?" Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Do you, don't you think there's so many amazing things that come from not getting an audition or not getting yeah. know, called back for a part that you're really, really invested in? So I, I didn't know you auditioned for the Four Monty. So you got to finals. What was that audition process like? It was so, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, I was young there. I was young. I was young then. <laughs> I think I was like 22 or something. I was a little bit too young, really, because. It was covering somebody who was about 40, I think. But it was, oh, I really liked it. Like, the first and the second audition were at the Wyndham's in town. Oh, wow. In the West End, I know. So I went in and then... I knew I'd done well in that first one. And there was it was really good scenes. It was like gritty scenes because it was like yeah. the cover part scenes. Um, and then the final audition, I did think, you know, I could have got that. Did you have to do any dance yeah. or was it just acting? Just literally just acting no Amazing. singing no dancing it was literally it was a really good audition process and I would probably I would like to do it in the future I'm probably more right now than I was then but I think I was really I wanted it so much and it yeah. was like just a blow that but you know everything always is isn't it it's always a blow and then you get over it <laughs> you no, know I, I mean? know I know at the time though it's 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 so heartbreaking when you've got so far and you each round you get more and more invested and you start to like believe more in yourself and you think Oh, maybe mm. like they obviously like me because they're calling me back, and mm. then that no, it's, it never gets it never gets easier. So let's go back. What age were you when you went to drama school? And you went to Italia Conti, didn't you? Yeah, I went yes. to Italia Conti. I was actually the youngest in my... It was, I was the youngest in the school at one point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was the youngest You're in July my... You're a July baby, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so of course. So I went to 18, um, but I did the degree. So we were in a separate building. 
Um, hence why I was the youngest in the school, because I think they do day school at Talia Conscious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so and did you, did you audition for lots of drama schools or was Italia Conti like your favourite choice? So lucky with this is another, this is something I was really lucky with. <laughs> You're going to literally laugh your head off at this. Have I never told you this? No, I don't think I, so. I, I auditioned for like mainly, <laughs> mainly dance schools. <laughs> well, do you know what, Gemma? You are a great dancer. The first um, time I saw Dancing in the Street, I was like, she's brilliant. <laughs> and you're full out as well because you've got lovely long legs. Full out with feeling. Full out with feeling. I go was hard or go home. Yeah, yeah. So when I was like that age, I was really, really, really dancey. And so I went to, I got in arts ed. Do you remember I've told you this on the three, on the degree or whatever that is? I'm, I got I'm in ra- just casually, casually <laughs> got into arts ed. Wow. Um, but art said was musical theatre right and then I got in on a few things that I didn't really want I think I got a year in Mountview one year which I wasn't going to go but I got I almost got into um to lipper dance I didn't get in but I nearly <laughs> Gemma you had an amazing year and you were you were 18 when you were auditioning like 17 18 yes yeah, so that's 17 years that but it's easier really to dance when you're hard. 17 isn't it because you're little and thin and you know, that but kind that of... is that is really impressive. Like <laughs> I, I remember being told by so many people that first year of auditioning so difficult to get in anywhere. It is, it is, and and it was because that you know what that is the most I think in my whole life the most vulnerable I've ever been that that one year because mm. you it's it's good actually students should know this like real life is not like that auditioning for drama school thing it's savage and yeah. different schools have different things that they look for and if you're not right and it's not even just that you've got to remember every school wants a scout a few working class girls a few working right. class like a couple of middle class you know they, they want they wouldn't have it but go and watch any go and watch any drama school you know what I mean go and watch and you see you see a picture of of people and I think it's not only looks it's like essence like I know that Mm -hmm. like I literally like I adore so so then I was going to what said that story ends that I was going to what said I'd said yes to them um and I said yes to them, and then there was that uh, that Italia Conti audition for straight acting because I turned around to my dance and t- my head of my dance school at the time was also my agent when I was like a kid, and I said to her like I want to don't really want to dance anymore, I want to act, and she was like, "What are you just you just decided to say this now?" I was like, <laughs> "It was like May." <laughs> So there was this audition for Conti for the, for just acting course, and then when I got, I got to the <laughs> this is funny oh, no. in the final they went um you so it says here because they had the UCAS thing it says here you've got an art set but so why are you auditioning here are you telling us you're not going to art set and I went no I'm not going to art set I want to act. I don't want to be a musical theatre girl. I don't want to sing and dance. And they were like, well, that's really impressive. What, if you could name any part in the world, what what would, what would you want to be? Guess what I said? <laughs> I said Glinda. And do you know what? I judged them for letting me in. I brought this up once <laughs> with the head teacher. Oh I was like, God. I judge you. He went, that was a terrible answer, but we overlooked it. And oh do you know what? I would God. hate to be Glinda now like I would hate that obviously my friend's done it hasn't she and she yeah she said it's really scary (laughs) that is so funny isn't that funny though like on the spot though I'll give you some credit on the spot it's really hard when someone says 
what part do you want to play? So um, I don't blame you for saying that, a Glinda. Amazing. It will make it happen. We'll do a Glinda and Alphaba little life tribute. Amazing. <laughs> Let's uh, let's just talk about your drama school experience. Was it everything that you thought it would be? Were you were you sad that you didn't go to arts ed, or were you relieved that you chosen Conti? Yeah, I didn't really know what I expected. I suppose from drama school, but it was for me. It's like for me, it's the best thing I've ever done. And like even now, like I was considering about two years ago when we were in when we were in Silla when we were on tour. Mm-hmm. I was considering maybe trying to do a year, you know, can do a master's at RADA. And and I still maybe I'm considering that, but it's just obviously you've got to then take a year out of your... Yeah, yeah, of auditioning. ...to do it and stuff. So, But they, them years were, for me, the best years. But I know that other people don't say that. Like, I know other people who say they didn't gain much from training. Mm-hmm. But the, the person I was at 18, very musical theatre and very, like... In, how to explain it like in my head like I guess I just wasn't grounded and I didn't know how to like approach anything so for me it was the best thing I ever did I needed to learn how to like read a script and look at text and Mm -hmm. I needed that some people I guess maybe don't or don't want to or you know it's just different but for me it was like definitely god definitely best thing I ever did I literally can only act because I went to drama school I I do believe that (laughs) did you act before you went or were you really dancey I was really dancey I did like lambda exams you know them like I needed it I definitely needed the grounding and I needed to look at things differently but some people didn't you know and I do believe comedy timing can't be taught um you know and I think you know if you're funny or you're not you know it, and, it, and if you try and learn then it's so contrived yeah. as well because you yeah. can tell people are like trying to think of like beats and it's just like oh, oh it's awful you are um, literally a masterclass in comedy acting like I oh, and I did my intro for this on Instagram and I was like we've got comedians oh that was you I was like geez so honestly just to know you as well you are so funny it's not like you're funny on stage but you're very serious you know off stage <laughs> you just are genuinely hilarious Now, Gem, I feel like you are very good at auditioning. Just from obviously knowing you since 2018, you have worked nonstop. But would you say you're somebody who is very good at auditioning or do you get really nervous and you come across Um, differently? Actually, I would say I'm quite good, yeah. I reckon I'm probably better at auditioning than doing the job. (laughs) No, your ratio audition to getting the part to me seems very high. And you, you... yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree. That's of of late, of the last few years. But I think as time's gone on, I've like I know myself better. So I say look, I say no to things now. Yes. For example, you know, if I was told to go in for Glinda. I would say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I think I only will agree to go for things that I genuinely think I'd be good at or good for or would be good for me like to do. So I think it does probably look like, oh my God, you at the moment, like your ratio to but but obviously there's things that I wouldn't get. Like, you know That's really interesting actually. <laughs> that alphabet audition, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny, isn't it? Because I literally in the past have gone for 
everything and then put myself under extreme pressure not being able to maybe sing in a style or or hit a certain note and that actually is very counterproductive because then you could have an audition later that you're perfect for which I've found before it's that's kind of if you've got a couple on one day and the, the morning one you're just not right for and it just puts you in a bad mood the panel know that you're not right maybe and it puts you in a bad mood so is that a piece of advice that you have going forward like would you advise that to other people do you think that's specific just to you no I th- well I think I am quite specific in like what I want to do what I do well but the problem with going for everything that they tell you to is you're not going to do well at everything and it'll, it's going to knock you and like we've all done terrible auditions I, I would I would like to meet someone who hasn't I don't think I know anybody who hasn't really messed up an audition but then when you do mess up an audition it gives you some weird fear doesn't it Yes. Like you then have this weird, completely illogical fear that like you can sing the song at home and you're brilliant. And then you get in the room and you, you blow it and you blow it because you blew the last one. So you, you just associate. So I think it's really important to protect yourself. I wish I could have told the younger version of me this because I went for, when I was younger, I used to go for, for all kinds. Um, that I knew full well, I wasn't right for when I look back, I think like, Mm. What the hell? Here's a funny one. I went for, um, I'd left drama school. So when I went to Conti to drama school, they made me stop dancing. They said, you're not allowed to dance anymore. So I had to, wow. because I was like, because I was walking like a dancer and stuff. So I genuinely did stop dancing. So I didn't dance from 18. And when I was 22, I think I just left drama school and I'd been out a year. I went this, you're going to pace yourself for Angelina Ballerina. Now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be Angelina Ballerina. I've never, I've never wanted to be. It was like a massive tour and it was like doing amazing venues and stuff. My agent was like, it's doing amazing venues. And I was like, it's not my current agent. And I was like, I want to go to Conti to do straight acting. But as soon as I leave, I'm going to audition for a ballerina. Yeah. And I mean, of course, I mean, the audition was all right. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was really hard. And and I remember like they were ponching their legs and they were like, you've got to get your leg, like you've got to basically try and split in the air, which I couldn't do. And it was just like mortifying. And I remember walking out with that and I was like, I just don't want to dance now at all. And that's what the problem is. If you put yourself in that situation, you go, I don't want to dance anymore now. Mm-hmm. And then you you tell yourself that. And then you go, I don't want to sing anymore now because you went for Phantom and you were never going to get Phantom. So you shouldn't have gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, so that's what I do now. But I look at things from more of an acting perspective because that's what I'm good at. I mean, the musical theatre thing, I don't think as would like joke and I wouldn't get Glinda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not what I would get, nor is it actually what I want to do. So no, well, when you look go. at your career, which we'll come to um, a bit later on, probably in about six hours time, because I just love talking to you. I feel like I'm watching like your live documentary. It's very, it's no, very this enjoyable. Is your life. This is your life. The parts that you have played in a musical have been very actor focused. So it's probably a good job you didn't do Angelina Ballerina. It, pro- it probably is with the big head on. Yeah, with so like, <laughs> the big believe. Angelina head. I wish I'd seen that. So that's probably why it looks like I've got a good ratio because no, I just you... don't go for the ones I don't think I'm good. <laughs> 
very sen- it's very sensible. I actually think that is really good because if you're in a positive state of mind, like, oh, I've got the last three jobs I've gone for, then you're like, oh, I'm on a winning streak rather than I've gone yes. for a hundred. And they think it too. They think it too. They think, oh, she got the last one and she's done the last one, and you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Because it's it's just a mind. It's just a mind. Yeah, thing. definitely, definitely. So we've got to go back to the beginning. So where did you start? Did you go to a theatre school? Did you know when you were younger that that's what you wanted to do? Or was there ever any other career path? Yeah, no, there wasn't really ever. There wasn't, no, there was never. I mean, it wasn't always acting. I think I was like a dancer. I was a proper, like proper dance. Like I I was in ballet company, wasn't I? Yeah, I know. Um, Because I've met your dance teachers. I think they're at your birthday. Yeah, they yeah. were. They, I'm yeah. so close to them all um, still. They were, like, massive. They shaped me, you know what I mean? It was mm. it was them who I kind of turned around at 18 and was like, I don't want to dance anymore. They were like, what? <laughs> cool. um, but I feel, like, I do feel incredibly grateful for that dance and training because my first ever Scylla audition for the show was a dance call. Yeah. And if I wouldn't have got through that, I wouldn't have got in that show. And obviously dancing is such a small part of that show. We do one one dance number. But if I wouldn't have got through that dance call, I wouldn't have got it. And I walked into Pineapple and there was, like, all girls sitting in the splits, like, Oh, wow. Right. That's normally me. That's so don't judge because that's always me, Jamie. Yeah, it's like, Older in the have leg a day off. The wall. <laughs> yeah, have a day off, Bryony from bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> my go to in a dance call when I walk in is to just put my legs in front of me. I don't know what you call it in yoga. I think it's like butterfly. Just oh, yeah, like the together. Frog. <laughs> and I just put my head on my on my feet and I just stay there for about 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my go to yeah. stretch. Yeah, no, I just sat there cross-legged like this. And on the Scylla audition, someone came up to me and went, did you do the telly one? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then she went as a joker, what a bitch. And I went, <laughs> oh my God. It's funny that, isn't it? What does she mean as well? What she said it as a joke. She meant oh, it as okay. a but it was just like a weird, a weird thing to say. I, yeah. I don't think we've ever spoken about this, but at my dance call for Scylla, because the opens were two rounds, we had two singing rounds and the second audition was in front of Jeff Pope and uh, <laughs> Robert Willis. And I thought Jeff Pope was Scylla's son and that Robert, Robert Willis, Willis was, was Bill Kemright. <laughs> no. <laughs> so... I was like, oh my God, I sang for Bill Kemright tonight, today. Um, and I met Scylla's son. And yeah, and then obviously as it went forward, I realised that Robert Willis was Scylla's son and Jeff Pope, the writer, was Jeff Pope. Um, so that was great. But I have to say, I was so nervous. So the dance call was for the final 30. And um, you know, the toilets at Pineapple are like at the bottom. Yeah, in the basement. And the dance calls at the top. So imagine this, Carol Todd is, shout out Carol Todd, was halfway through doing like the first four moves. I'm still in the toilet. I was so nervous. I drank so much water. And I remember I ran up and I think it was like, we'd, I'd already missed about eight counts. And I had to go and stand near the front. She taught two, did you learn two versions of the dance? No. So we no. did, we learned an easy version and a hard version. And I learned mm. the easy version. And then I did it, my group of three, and Carol's like, no, 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 Harry, I think you need to learn the hard version. You can do it. I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> no. Just no. call me Darcy Bustle and get me oh a point. Oh my God, 
let me get to the front. And of course, my brain was going, you can't do this, you can't do this. But yeah, she actually said, could you go in the next group and, and learn the harder version? So I, yeah, you know, because I was doing, I was doing the easy routine full out, like, yes, I've got this. Full out with feeling. Yeah, I've got, got this. this. Anyway, so from a very young age, when did you start dancing, you said? Four. Four. Oh my God, I so know. cute. I did know. you have a favourite discipline? I probably would have said, probably would have said like modern, because you do ballet tap and modern, yeah. don't you? I would have probably said they're modern. So when you were five, were you like, I'm going to be on stage forever? No, I hated it when I was that young. And my mum used to make me go. I used to cry. And my Aww. first ever show was called The World Goes Round. And it was at the Neptune Theatre in Liverpool, which is now called the Epstein. But I uh, I was like so nervous. I, I wet myself. Oh, no, Jem. I know. Oh, my God. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I know. That's actually no, you really can laugh. Like, you can laugh. I'm over it. I was fine. I don't even ever, I don't even remember being mortified about it. I remember it being really like my, quite matter of fact, my chaperone. I was like, I've wet myself. <laughs> she was like, oh. <laughs> Soz. So did you, did you say to Julie when you were older, were you like, I'm going to drama school? I d- hated it when I was younger. My mum made me keep going. She was like, I promise you will like this. And then I think oh I really liked it by the time I was like seven or eight or something. She was right and then there was Yeah, there was never any question really about anything else that I'd do. I wasn't like academic or I didn't want to be academic or I'd know. I don't know. But it was a bit mus- more musical theatre when I was younger. I think I wanted to do mus- like musicals. But I just think that was what, you know, I remember going to see Starlight Express and thinking it was amazing and like yeah. Grease and Saturday Night Fever. So I just assumed that's what I'd do because I was dancing full time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I ever would have thought that I would have been able to be in a play. I would have just saw myself as like dancing in musicals and that's amazing. Like, and people who do that are amazing, but it is weird. I like your life just changes a little bit, but it's kind of still the same, but different, isn't it? So what I want to know is, how did somebody with that dancing background end up on the TV? Hey, um, well, to be fair, do you know, I always say this about, about stuff. If you get close to, st- like, obviously I had a few really close calls and a few really like sad things that didn't come off or whatever. But I said this before I got Scylla when I was, when I knew I was like the telly one, when I was, got told I was in the last two because I got in this musical as well and um, my agent had to ring them and say look the musical wanted to sign it's called Heart and Soul they're like the musical wanted to sign so you need to release her and we'll sign that and then they went no she's in the last two so then we said no to the musical <sighs> imagine I wouldn't that would have oh, been wow. so wow um so we said no to the musical and just hung on but I remember saying to my friend you know what if if this doesn't work out it just will work out in the end because if and I think I always say this to people who, who are like down and stuff who, who've been for loads of auditions and haven't got them if you keep getting far and you keep almost getting it you're gonna you're gonna get one in the end aren't you yeah it's just like the law of averages isn't it mm. if you keep getting to the last four or the last three or you keep getting to finals or well you're going to get one in the end so yeah. just just stick with it it's not right for you at that time and obviously still it was right for me at the time it came along for me which is perfect and obviously I think it changed a lot for me because then the musical obviously I think I got in the musical because I was in the telly one and yeah obviously I think I it's me. very important yeah you met me that was the life-changing moment for both of us it's important to say 
though that you had to go through and you've briefly touched on the dance school but you had to do all the rounds to audition for Scylla like I, I think know. a lot of people would assume that you and Tom and Michael just went straight from the TV show in into the musical yeah. but you all oh had to audition yeah it was the opposite to that so like I I mean I would have thought probably like I remember I remember one time I was having dinner with Sheridan and she did kind of say to me like there's going to be a musical and I was like, oh, is that? I think in that moment, I just, just maybe assumed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, well, oh, is yeah, that? Yeah. That'll be great for us. Um, but it, no, it wasn't like that at all. Like, got a call through my agent. I had to go to Pineapple. And I was just in a room with, like, 50-odd girls. And there was our call. And then after our call, there was another call. Oh, no, we were second. So right. I watched, you know, in Pineapple through that glass thing yes yeah so I watched the routine and I saw that they were whacking the right leg now I'm a left leg person so like I saw that so I ran downstairs you know to the the dressing rooms yeah and, like remember like warming up my right leg because I was like oh my god I know that you've got to kick your right leg um so so yesterday then they got they got cut and then some got kept and then they got kept behind and then we went in did the dance some of us got kept then we all had to do it together and then we got sent to Bill's office and then once I got to Bill's office I did one audition with Bob and then I jumped from then I think I jumped to the end but I, the dance call this is the thing mm. like and if I wouldn't have got through that dance call like I wouldn't have got it because I wouldn't have got to Bill's office and that scares me so much like oh my god I always think like landing that double pirouette changed everything you know wow. what I mean if I'd have cocked that up I wouldn't have got through <gasps> dance first is savage isn't it savage yeah it changes everything I think if the discipline that you are less confident with is maybe first it can really put you in a negative maybe frame the of thing mind. is though if the thing you you like doing the least is first and you get through that well, then you're like in your instance, you're an amazing singer. So if you get through a dance call, you're then going to sing. My agent audition was like that. We we did the acting part first and then the dance. And then the end of the day was singing. And I was like, oh, I'll go first or something like that. You know, because mm. when if singing was first, I would have been nervous. But I think after you've like you say, after you've been through that discipline that you're maybe not as confident with first and you've got yeah. through, then yeah. you're like, Oh, well, I've got a better chance this afternoon. Yeah. I can relax a little bit. So you're, you're right there. Maybe that's that's what I'm going to take going forward. That If it's <laughs> dancing first, I'll be like, I'm going to have a sing later. I'm going to have a sing. You're going to have um, a sing. <laughs> well, it's a shame we weren't in the same audition. We would have had fun. I know. We'd have been besties. We would. I would have landed that double pirouette perfectly. So let's play a game. Okay. I'm excited. This is audition types. Okay. So this is would you rather basically. Okay. Open versus closed. Closed. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's going to say open. I mean, I, that's a really silly question. I've said that every time I've asked it first. Good start. Just a trick question there. I would judge <gasps> you if you said open. Uh, group versus solo. What do you mean? Would you rather be an S Club 7 or would you rather be? Well, obviously, <laughs> wait, obviously I'd rather be solo because I don't have to sing harmonies when I sing on my own. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. No way, I've got a harmony question next, so don't even... Where be being alto, alto 2 or something and having so, a nervous breakdown in the wing with my, my finger in my ear, like... But oh. would you rather do a group dance call or a solo dance call? <laughs> 
Why would you ever do a solo dance call? Maybe I'd rather do a solo dance call. I mean, I would much rather do a solo Bryony, dance Bryony call. Bryony from bed wouldn't be there then, sitting no. in the box splits before we start? No, no, not at all. Uh, dance recall versus harmony recall. Dance recall <laughs> with, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh my God. We actually haven't even spoken about the fact that you mask that you have this incredible voice. You're like, no, I'm an actress, I'm an actress. And I've, I've done a bit of dancing. You have an incredible voice, such a powerful voice. I'm, I'm an actor who can blag a song. That's no. how I describe myself. No, I don't think that. Adele needs to worry. <laughs> no, I'm not taking that. I'm not having that. You're fantastic. Um, would you rather do a cold read versus prepared material? Oh, that's a re- that is a really good question. Oh, I mean, it's easier to do a cold read, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably prepared material. I th- you know why? Because if you've bothered to travel to London and everything, you may as well have had something so you can give it your best. Yeah, I do think a cold read is is easier though because there's nothing to prepare, there's nothing to have to remember because I always learn everything. Yeah, and sometimes so I. I put so much pressure on myself. Like for Blunt or Sense, they asked us to pick any section of the the play. They were like, just read the play and then pick a bit and then just come in and do it. And like, I don't know why I did it to myself. So I should have just picked like a short bit. I like picked like six pages, like the best six pages where I thought the character did that. I was oh having a nice breakdown. I was sitting in the wings, genuinely, because we were in Birmingham at the time with Blood mm. Brothers. I was sitting in the wings, like in the quick change bit in Blood Brothers with the lines. And it, I had to travel to London at six o'clock. I had to get up and then I had an audition at 10. So I had to travel at like seven or something. The next morning I was like learning the lines in the wings. And I was thinking to myself, like, why am I putting myself through this? Yeah. Why, why? didn't I just pick two pages or something? Oh my God. I know. So mm-hmm. you always, you always learn. You're always off book. Yeah, yeah. That's just my preference. There's yeah. no need to do that. I know, I know a lot of people who don't because I know a lot of people who say it's not a memory test definitely would you prefer a monologue or part of the script oh I'm loving your reaction I need this all the time that's a good question do you know what probably a monologue in an audition because you can prepare it better I find it hard sometimes like we've obviously all had them auditions haven't we where you're like your 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 character's like devastated you're like are you leaving me and the person (laughs) reading two is going yeah I'm leaving I'm never coming back. <laughs> and you're like, please stay in the lane. Okay, I'll stay. <laughs> it's probably easier to do a monologue. <laughs> Have you ever had to do that thing where they give you three or four monologues to learn? No, I've not had that. Yeah. I did I did go in for a telly thing once that, ugh, unnecessary this. They gave me like eight scenes to learn and then asked me for one of them or two of them and then didn't ask me for the rest of them and then they were like all right oh, and I was wow. like well you could have just given me two I just literally learned like 400,000 pages of script there for nothing I think what they sent was everything it was like one episode of something and I think they sent everything that she did oh, in the right. end so I learned the whole thing may as well have got the job wouldn't have had any more work to do I was fuming I got out and I was like I can't believe they didn't ask oh, me oh my god What's your memory like? Is it good short term or long term? Could you like pick up a piece from an audition a while ago and be like, oh, I remember this? Yeah, so I've got that kind of memory and annoying. It's annoying. No, so so if I put like probably could do, you know, my Kate's Boss show, could probably do that with reading it once or twice because that's in my like proper memory. Yeah. Still as well. But, but my short-term memory is not brilliant so if you gave me like an hour to do something I don't know how good I'd be I'm better 
and better doing it. Say I've got the audition on Friday. I've got to be learning that on like Wednesday, really, for that mm-hmm. to get into the me- the version of my memory that will then sit so that I can like actually play with it. I can't do it. I can't do it within an hour. I find that no, hard. No, 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 no. That is so hard. My brother, interestingly, he's not in obviously in the industry, but he can watch something once and like remember it word for word down to the attitude and character of that role. He could watch or hear something once and he's got it down. It's really interesting for somebody who who isn't, you know, an actor, he will start quoting something and I'm like, oh my God, you're really good at that. Really interesting that some people's brains are like that. Um, you've kind of answered this one. Read with actor or read with writer. Oh, oh, I don't know. That's hard. Maybe read with an actor because the writer, I don't know. That's hard both ways, I think. Yeah. I think sometimes when I read with an actor, it can be really helpful if they're up for like the opposite part to you. So like your love interest or I think that's so helpful. That's good. Yeah, Yeah. that's probably that. I think, yeah, I think I prefer that. That's probably that. Would you rather play a villain or love interest role? Oh, a villain. A villain. Handy P. Comedy versus musical. Comedy. Um, (laughs) Choose your own song versus prepare their material. Choose my own song. (laughs) Uh, and a big question for you, TV versus theatre? Um, um, I don't know, really. I feel like I've done a lot more theatre, so I can't really have it equal. I'd probably say, I'd probably say there's boxes that I want to tick and tell you that I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. But then there is, there is boxes in theatre. I don't know. Glinda. Like Glinda. Like Glinda. Obviously, I'd really like to be in the film of Wicked as Glinda. That would and, take a lot of, of uh, a lot. And Alphaba. Of... What about both yeah, I, I, of them? So they have been in touch. Okay, so I want to know, and I think a lot of people listening want to know, what is the major difference, do you think, between TV and theatre auditions? I think... I- I try to, try to not do it differently, but I think you do do it differently. And it, like telly is so much smaller. Like I know sometimes I go so small, it's barely even there. I, I think that's what they want from telly, but you wouldn't get a theatre job doing that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, oh, I don't know, some you would. A musical, you certainly wouldn't, you know. But I think obviously it's just like when there's a camera in your face like this, <laughs> um, you know, you you can't it, it you don't need to do as much it's it's still you can, it reads but then it just doesn't read on the stage does it it's just you've just got to blow things up a tiny little bit more on the stage you've got to be realistic but otherwise it just doesn't doesn't read so it you may as well do nothing <laughs> isn't it hard when you have a big personality and you have to tone it down mm. because if you're used you know if i told you a story i would genuinely yeah. be like this you're animated yeah a boy once said to me at uni you you are pulling so many facial expressions. It looks like your face and your nose are going to run away together. <laughs> you know, your mouth and your nose. That was it. Rude. I was like, thanks. Brilliant. Next. <laughs> That's all for today. So we've got to talk about the show that you were doing before lockdown came into action, Our Lady of Blundell Sands. Yes. <laughs> That's it, right. The reason why yeah. we're laughing is because I just tried to introduce it beforehand terribly. 
I blame <laughs> incorrectly. <laughs> incorrect, completely incorrectly. Um, I, I split the word up. So you were absolutely loving that. I mean, the cast was amazing. Tell me about who was in the cast before I oh pronounce God. their names I was, wrong. I was like the only fit, the only non-famous. <laughs> the only fit person and I was like yeah oh my god I was the only fit person in the cast (laughs) next (laughs) so like there was like Josie Lawrence is a legend she did whose line is that anyway she's very good she's very funny um then you've got Tony Maudsley who's actually recently gone into Corrie he got that while we were while we were doing it um he was in Benidorm then you've got Nathan McMullen he was in Misfits then you've got um Matt Henry had like literally just worn an Olivier before we started. And then we all, and then when we were in rehearsals as well, me, Matt, Tony, and Josie went to see him like on the oh big screen because you know they did Kinky Boots, they did. The, yeah. Um, so I was like sitting next to Matt Henry watching Matt Henry and I was like, I'm the least famous person in this cast. And then there was um, Annette Babland. And Annette is like, I just, that woman, like I've said her last, I just, because I just adore her so much. Like Aww. she's every she's everything like I want to be. Like it's mad, but she's so good. But she's so humble. I feel like it's mad. Like I feel like she doesn't realize how good she is. Like she was really nervous That's on the okay. first night, and I was like, "How are you nervous? You're amazing!" Like, uh, and and my dressing room was next to hers, and they'd put our names on. So like it was like Annette Badland and Gemma Bodrick, and I remember looking at them and being like, "Oh my god, I need to get a picture of that." <laughs> and how many weeks did you have left? Three weeks left to be had. Um, I know. I hope that comes back. I feel like I wasn't mm. done with it. I think no. not saying goodbye to it, and we spent such a long time rehearsing it. We spent, you know like more than a month like five six weeks rehearsing it yeah of course I think we spent more time rehearsing it than we than we ran for and it's just it was just a shame like it was amazing to do a Jonathan Harvey original it was obviously amazing to have my name in a book I was like mom yeah. look I'm in a book but yeah I hope I hope we do do that again that's a bit of a I'm a bit like sad about that because yeah it was I an amazing know. thing for me that and like you know just personally meant a lot to me and the fact that it ended prematurely is quite a bit of pill to swallow. Really, but, you know, I'd love to see it because we were so close to seeing it. It was so unfair. And like you said, not getting the chance to say goodbye to the show either. And not, yeah, and not I getting mean, that closure. That's what I mean. And like, you know, even like me dressing, I was attached to my dad's amazing dressing room. And, you know, all my stuff was packed up. And yeah. it was just the way it was done. It was just, I just never said goodbye to it. And we rehearsed in the theatre as well for the whole time. So rehearsing in the theatre and being in, it yeah. was just so like, I was so attached. And then to have it just taken like that. But I do think it will happen again. Jonathan, Jonathan Harvey is an absolute genius. I mean, I wouldn't say that to his face. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but but he's an absolute genius and it was so good. And like Nick Bagnall was the director. He's amazing as well. It, I hope it gets a life in London. By the way, Gem, can you remind me, what was the audition process like for this show? That was the one where they were like, just read it and prepare a bit that you like. Amazing. And um, just one one round? Or was it quite yeah. Oh, no. wow. I did the London. They saw me in London because they were doing Liverpool auditions, but they saw me in London and then they did Liverpool auditions. And then I think there was going to be a recall, but then I couldn't go and they just went, you know what? Like, I think I think that's, that's what I was like. I think be. there's something to be said, though, for like a, as a casting director or as the writer or whatever. I think if you've got an idea in mind and you see it, 
what could maybe seven more rounds do other than prove that that person is right for the role? Because I know sometimes obviously things might go wrong in an audition, but I do wonder how much of it is a gut instinct. You know, the people that they see first round and they love, I wonder how many rounds it takes for them to just go like, that is the person. Yeah, I agree. I think you also like have an idea of something in your head, don't you? Mm. So if someone comes in and does your vision, yeah, then you're like, oh, that was good. Or if they don't do your vision, but they do something you're like, oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, I feel so lucky for that. Like, I feel like I remember coming out of that and thinking, oh, I could have done better. And I remember sitting on the train and being like, oh, I did. Did I do my best? But I suppose you never know, do you, if you did your best? No. But... How cool as well to have gone back into a musical that night. <laughs> like, that is the dream. Do you find that um, you work better under pressure, like having to like rush back to, because you, you obviously auditioned for things before when you've been in a show. Is that oh, like do you remember dream? that? Or do you remember oh. that Royal Court one? Oh my God. Do you remember that? We yeah. had dinner, Leavers dinner, and then I was up at six, and then we had two shows. Yeah, no, I know. I, well, I just think it's like a meant, it's a state of mind that you just, you've just got to do it, haven't you? Mm. Like the, what I'm just referring to there was when we had, we had the Leavers Silla meal, didn't we? I didn't want to miss out on, on that because that was so special. So I went to that, but then obviously I had the, I had the recall, wasn't it? The yeah, next day. Yeah. Yeah, I had the final round for the Royal Court job the next day. And so I had to get up and get the train. Where were we? High Wycombe. High Wycombe. I had to get up and get the train from High Wycombe to Liverpool at 6am. I I was in at 10, but then I had to say to them, I've got to have left by 20 past 10 because my train was at like 25 to 11. Yeah. (laughs) Get back to High Wycombe. I remember our company manager was like saying to me, like, you get back. Like, there's no option. You get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. If you fly back, you fly back, you get back. I was like, I'm yeah. going to be here. I'm going to be <laughs> Didn't you find out that day that you got it, though? Yeah, they, they rang. Like, I was on the train. I ran for the train. And then I got the train. And then oh my, my agent rang. And my agent rang and was like, have you made the train? Because, bless him, he's so lovely. He's always on pins with these things. Oh. He's like, tell me you've made the train. Yeah. So he rang me and was like, have you made the train? I was like, yeah, I've made it. He was like, oh my God, I'm so glad. And I was like, I know, I'm so relieved. And then he went, and at least it was worth it because you got it. <laughs> oh my God. I remember you coming in and I was like, tell me. And you were like, I got it. And that's and such that a was... relief as well when you know that a job is maybe ending and it's like security for the next show. Yeah. It's just, it's so nice to be in a job and going, I've got somewhere to go next. I mean, obviously, we won't touch on on my my like personal life, but obviously, yeah. you knew how much I had to get definitely, job. Yeah. and I didn't really have a plan. And I remember like how relieved I was, just be like, "Oh my goodness, I've got more." Obviously, and then more that time. audition opened up doors for you for the next Royal Court show. I'm yeah. not saying then you just walked into that next one, but you clearly are for the companies that you work for an absolute gem for want of a better word um, <laughs> because, you know, you get reemployed by the same people or similar kind of companies like, you know, for the Scylla and then Blood Brothers. And it's obviously you have to, you know, work really, really hard and be right for the part. But also I think it's credit to you that you're able to be sort of recommended by people. I think that's so important. Um, yeah, it is. It's important to just be a nice person, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. So we've done the quiz and we've had a little chat. And now I want to know, do you have, Gem, any rituals or superstitions before or after an audition? 
So we'll start with the first question. We've kind of touched on this, but do you have like a personality when you go into an audition or are you just gem? Is that your? No, yeah, no. I just, I just kind of just try and read the room, I think. But then, but then I think you can tell, can't you, if someone's feeling you or not. Do you want me to tell, I think I might have told you this, but do you want me to tell my funny story again? My, my, you know this, I think. This is my best, worst audition story. This is... (laughs) This, oh, is no. re- this is for a really good job that I didn't get, right? Okay, I've got, my, work- drink. I've got my drink. I'd worked with the company before. Mm-hmm. So the company that it was, I won't say the name because the cast and director is actually quite a big deal, but <laughs> if he watches this, he'll definitely know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'd worked with the company before because obviously the sitcom I did when I was 21, that was with that company. So I went in, I'm now only about 23, so it's been a few years since I worked with them. I know. <laughs> And we're all sitting there and I was reading and we were just, I kind of read and then we were just being really, really chatty and stuff. Mm. And I'd kind of, I had mutual friends with this guy, like in common with this guy. And pe- loads of people had said to me, oh, he's dead funny on a night out, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I never, I did not know this man. When I, when I worked for that company before, it wasn't, he wasn't the casting director then. So someone else had cast me. Oh, Obviously, okay. Then when I was working there, I met him a few times in the canteen, but we didn't know each other. This is important. We did not know each other. But we were, like, getting on, like, friendly and stuff. And, like, I I was just being really, like, casual with him. Um, And then he was like, all right, Jen, well, that's everything for today. Uh, If we want to bring you back in, we'll contact your agent. Um, But don't hang around now because we're not bringing anyone back today. So go home. Because I'd kind of said, like, last time I was there, like, they sometimes make you hang around and then go back in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Am I, am I going home? <laughs> and yeah. he was like, yeah, home. So I was like, all right, then. Well, it was lovely to see you. And he was like, it was lovely to see you. And then he, so he, oh, stood no. up, he stood up and I walked towards the door. So I walked towards the door and he was here. And I went to kind of get the door, but he went to open the door for me. But I assumed, I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't understand why he was here. So I assumed he was going to kiss me on the cheek. So he leant to get the door and I went... Oh. <laughs> He just went like, oh my God. See you, see you. And I went, bye now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get it. I don't know why. Why would you have not got it after giving him a kiss? It's, it's not okay, that is it. It's wow, not okay. that is, Gemma, you should know better than that. Don't kiss your cartoon <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I've not done it since. Isn't that awful? That's it was amazing. One of the, I can one of the moments that he looked as well and he was like, but he was trying to be cool because he was in like my age, you know. I think he was probably, I was like 22 and he was probably only about like 30 or 29. And I was like, oh my God, I just assumed that he was being informal and like went, you yeah, know, like, went to, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. But, but no, but he wasn't. He was just opening the door for me. And I, and I went. Oh. <laughs> Hi, just me, post me, future me, but past now that you're listening to this. But anyway, editing me is here just to say I've had to edit out all my laughing because I can't quite control myself after Gemma tells me that story. So um, here's a little interlude. So back to rituals, do you research, research, why do I say it like that? I don't know why I'm talking like this. Do you research, do you research, oh my gosh, do you research the show or the role before you go in or are you just like, oh, I'll make it up? Before the audition. Yeah, did I say before the show? Before the show. I I always do read the play, yeah. And do you know why? 
because I've heard horror stories of oh, people God. getting forced out. I, w- I would never not read the play. I just feel like I couldn't cope with, with that awkwardness if they asked me something about the play and then mm. I hadn't read it. Um, and I think you can well tell as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I always read. But I but I read anyway, don't I? So I like reading. So it's yeah, not you like do. You do. a ball like to read. Yeah. I think you only know what to how to do it by reading it. Yeah, well. definitely. I mean, definitely. Really? People, I suppose people probably do wing it, don't they? In telly, they only usually send you the sides, though, don't they? They don't yeah. send you the episodes. So, like, I guess in that respect, you just got to get what you've got. Um, are you a tell-all or a keep-it-quiet kind of person when you audition? Oh, I keep it quiet. Do you know why? Because it's a good thing to tell people you've got something. Mm. But it's not a good thing to tell them you didn't. I mean, the Royal Court, remember that. I had to tell everybody because yeah, I did. had to leave. I had to leave and everyone said, where are you going? And I couldn't lie. So it was one of them, wasn't it? I, just had, yeah, I was honest yeah, yeah. about it. And it's not a case of not being honest. I'd never lie, per No, se, no. But I wouldn't say. I just don't I just don't see what, what I don't see how you benefit from telling everyone. No. You just put more pressure on yourself, if anything. No, I know. And it's it's awful when somebody texts you on the day, like, how did it go today? And you've got a no. I and it's like, oh. yeah. And I don't like the morning of people texting you like, oh, good luck. I'm thinking about you. I'm like, don't. It's like a job. I'm not thinking about you, Steve, in your data <laughs> meeting or whatever you're doing. Um, do you have any superstitions with auditions? Hmm. Would you say Macbeth if you were in a theatre? Oh, yeah. I, that is rubbish. That's a load of rubbish. <laughs> um. No, I don't no. think so. I think I have the fear sometimes with singing. Like, I always um, like to have sang the song once that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, not that easy. Like, you know, I've had situations where I've gone and got a hotel and then I've gone in. So what am I going to do? Like, sit in the travel lodge, belting my arse off in the put, bedroom. Put the shower on and put a quilt over your head. You'll be all right. <laughs> so I think, I think the, oh, it's not a superstition, but I, I do like to have sang the song it, that I'm singing and then with Don't Ya obviously the show that I just sing the whole way through there's certain songs that I have to sing before it but that's yeah. ridiculous because of course I, <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason for why I have to do that but I have to sing three of the songs before it oh Poor wow it's like oh my god yeah it's just and it's just become a mental thing and I think it'll do me more harm I just may as well do it than not do it because it'll do me more harm than good because I'll just be thinking about it when, when I get to it I'll be like oh my god we didn't do it <laughs> yeah and it's just it's just like a little routine when you're in a show you have to paint your nails and eat sweets that's what you do before a show that's what I've noticed you do you have to like do I? yeah always eat, always eat sweets you always have my nails see normally yeah. I'm quite good with my nails aren't I but I just feel like I'm not going anywhere give them a break well you know oh. me with my one pound nails flipping off everywhere I bought 600 for six they look lovely you bought 600 for six pounds on Amazon yeah so I've got like a bag let's see go close bring your nails close yeah, they're lovely. I digress. But anyway, um, I bought 600 nails for six pounds. Um, this is like a little question, not really a ritual. Do you prefer feedback or no feedback from an audition? Feedback. I think it's respectful to give feedback when someone's, you know, if you're only seeing like 30 people, you know, you can write 30 emails. Definitely. I think it's really handy, especially if it's something really small. Like we just like it if you'd smiled. <laughs> Could have fixed yeah, that easily. Yeah. 
And if it's just like you just went right, like thank you for coming in, you just went right. That's still feel feel like that's still quite respectful. Mm. I think sometimes you can feel a bit like cast aside and just nothing if you spent like because you know when you do these auditions, you've read the book. So you've spent mm. like five or six hours reading a big book. You've learned the script, which has taken about four hours, if you're me. Mm. And then to not get anything, I just feel sometimes it's a bit disrespectful. Yeah, especially but if you've you- travelled as well, like, or got a hotel, like you've said. Mm. Do you... Um... Well, no. no, go on. No, I was just going to say, but, you know, it's just, just the way it is, isn't it? I feel like the industry is getting better for giving feedback now. Um, as you say I don't go for things anymore that I don't think I've got a good chance of getting but I know like a lot of the young ones coming out of drama school and stuff get really down by like not getting things and I think feedback would really help them because just knowing like imagine someone literally said to you like Harriet I'm so sorry like we can't have anybody with red hair okay okay then that 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 makes you feel better doesn't it okay that's fine Definitely. And then you know that it's not like, oh, you know, you need to retrain for something else. It's literally because of your hair colour. Do you have a go-to song or a go-to monologue that you would use for an audition? Or are you kind of like, change it up every time you audition? I'm certainly with songs. I'm certainly not change it up. I I wouldn't say I do enough to say I have a go-to song. There was a time when it was, what's that song from Fame? Out Here On My Own. Oh, there was there was a time like yeah. I got a few pantos without here on my own. Um, I got in a rep company with that song as well. So there was like a few auditions and a few cabarets where I did out mm-hmm. here there on my. Is it out here on my own? Yeah, out, out here. here. Um, you're my world is probably one that's in the locker as well mm-hmm. that I'd pull out. Um, I don't know it. No, never I heard don't, it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is my probably that one and don't answer me. I think. Oh, don't answer me. But I do you remember you through the years? You're through the years. Oh, I do love through the years. To be honest, and I also love Baby It's You as well. And there were bells on a hill. That's in my key. So I quite like that one. Oh yeah, and Even you actually sing that badly. That was really funny. It was because it's the first time we've seen you do it. Because I've genuinely been in that situation when I auditioned with my girl band once. Uh, this is an exclusive. <gasps> I auditioned with my girl band that I was in from 19 to 21. I think we were together. And Jordan, my best friend, Jordan Bradley, had written us a song called Never Given Up. And I, at the time, we'd only like done a few songs together. And I was like low, as in like in <laughs> Give Me Love by Ed Sheeran. This was my harmony. Give me love. <laughs> That was my homie. And I was like really trying to find my sound at 19. So I was like, give me love like hoes. Right. I know I still sing low, but it was like my, even my mum was like, I don't think that suits you. Anyway, so I was singing the, the low harmony. But I think what happened was somebody on Melody had started on my harmony. So I went down and was like, never given up on us. I swear that was that low. And at the end, our feedback <laughs> was whoever was singing the low notes made my insides die. Yep. Rude. Really constructive criticism. And I could not look. I've never had this before. I don't know if you've ever done this, where I've been in an audition and I cannot, I cannot look up. Like I was, my eyes, the whole way, three and a half, four minute song, Jordan writes like incredible, epic, long songs. And it was probably more like five minutes long. And I was this the whole time. I couldn't look up. Anyway, we didn't get, we didn't get the job and uh, clearly my fault. Anyway. I could literally do a podcast just on being in the girl band and auditions just because I think that's so funny. Some of those auditions, I think I got told once as well, oh, great voice, but what is the style? What's going on there? One of you needs a fringe. 
one of you needs to not wear that cardigan. Oh, it's just brilliant, brilliant feedback from an audition. Anyway, um, do you have like a go-to outfit? Do you like dress for the part or do you just go Gemma? So, I don't think I do have a go-to outfit, but everybody tells me that I always wear dungarees. Yeah, you <laughs> so do always wear dungarees or short. You love short. Yeah. yeah. So, You've got great so legs. People, so people say to me like, oh God, you always wear dungarees. And then it's now like I've, I, I don't do it on purpose, but I've kind of realised that maybe I do always just wear dungarees. You like do. for the Silla auditions, all the girls looked gorgeous. I like, was like, why is everyone done up? This is ridiculous. And I had dungarees on. <laughs> when I was in the final four, we had to audition at the cavern and they literally, ITV said, let's get the two brunettes and the two redheads. So I stand up ready for my redhead, you know, moment. They were like, oh, no, 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 brunettes aren't going yet. It's just the two redheads first that are going to be filmed and then you and Amy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a brunette today. <laughs> Excuse me, I identify as a redhead. Have you got, to round up before we finish, have you got a favourite audition? Um, yeah, probably. my Probably my favourite one. My first one that I remember thinking, like, I'm in the right room and I should be doing this was um, way back when I was, like, 21. And I didn't really know any anyone. I didn't know who anyone was or anything. It was, like, really weird. It was in, like, a church hall. God, what area in London? It was, like, Islington, but in this, like, weird church hall. And I'd seen on the paper, like, three names. And I kind of had seen, like, a name, Harry Harry Enfield, but I didn't, like, know if that was anyone. And then I went in, and there was, like, girls sitting outside. It was just, like, really informal, so informal. Mm. And then went in, and then I was supposed to be, the girl was supposed to be, like, a 12 to 14. That was the, how it was written. But everything else about the, the character was, like, perfect for me. It's yeah. like, it was just annoying apart from that. So I'd wore flat up boots, jeans, dead baggy jeans. And I'd wore two jumpers to, like, <laughs> look a bit bigger. You're so slim as well. Like Joey on <laughs> Friends. <laughs> so just thought, I just thought, if I just look a little bit bigger, like, they might consider it. So then mm. I um, So then I went in and it was with, Oh yeah, so so halfway through the scene, she choked on a condom. Right, it was sex in the chippy. So I um, so I went in and sat down. I didn't know who Harry Enfield was then, and um, he was like, "Oh, let's do the condom scene first. And I was like, "Okay." And then he gave me a tissue, and he, I went, "What's that for?" And he went, "Oh, that's just to pretend it's the condom." And I was like, "Oh no." now I'm all right I don't need it and I knew I had one pocket I was like <laughs> and then when I did it I got the condom out my pocket and opened it and like <laughs> put it in my mouth and choked on it and they were like laughing and I remember thinking like oh my god that was the first ever time I like took a risk and it paid yeah. off you know what I mean and then and then obviously can you imagine that when I was like doing the job oh, he was like, my oh yeah she brought a condom to her audition <laughs> Oh my God. And it paid off like so well. I mean, that's such a, that's, it's not really a risk. It's a calculated risk because obviously you'd have to be doing that if you got the part. I think it's a really, really, really clever move. And Harry Enfield as well. Like amazing. Do you think it helped that you didn't know, you mm, didn't know him? Probably. Because I think that would throw me, like, I know people who have auditioned for the Spice Girls for their tour. And I, if I walked into a room with the Spice Girls on the panel, I'd faint. Yeah. Like I could not well, cope. I was a bit like, you know, like, because I'm fully new, Jonathan Harvey was sitting there 
And I was a bit like, oh my God, that's Jonathan Harvey. And I was like, get over it, Gemma, stop it, just get over it. But he's been a bit of a, like an eye, like, yeah. a, like he's yeah. like a big, he was a big deal. Like in my drama school, they studied his plays and like, he's just, he was just like someone who like, my first ever play in drama school was his play, Beautiful Thing and stuff. So when he was there, I was a bit like, so I think, I think it's better to not know. It's really interesting because I've asked most people on the show, um, do you prefer to perform to panel that you know or strangers and a lot of people have said people that they know but for me I would never want to go in and and be like oh it's a walk in the park it's like if you wrote a show and I auditioned for you I wouldn't walk in even though we get on really well I by the way write me a show please um (laughs) I wouldn't want to walk in and be like sorry I'm late by the way like she doesn't care because she's my best friend so doesn't doesn't matter I would be like oh my god Gemma please please like me So before we go, have you ever had like the just the worst audition ever that you'd be prepared to share with us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't ideal when I kissed the casting director. I mean that wasn't that, but that, that was wasn't excellent. the worst. That was excellent. The, the, the worst was the day after my drama school showcase. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like to do things under pressure, don't you? Oh, this is awful. So, you know, when like I was in drama school, I was in third year, thought it was fabulous. Um, I got an agent and I was going in for Liesl in um, Sound oh, wow, of music. music. And I'd been seen by them before for something else and I'd done well. And then they asked me to come in for Liesl. So I, th- I thought it's going to be fine. So I do my showcase and I go for a drink. And I remember going home. I went home earlier. She went home like 12 or mid- like midnight or one. But then the audition was like 10 the next day. And I was living in a flat in London. So I couldn't really, I had flatmates and stuff. I couldn't really sing in the morning, you know, like oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So I went. I just remember thinking, like, I'll be fine. See, mm. this is what I mean. This is what instilled, this instilled fear in me for years. This, this yeah. was really damaging. Um, I just thought I'd be fine and I went in and I just, <laughs> let's just say I wasn't fine. I sang, I sang, oh, I can't God. say no from Rogers and Hammerstein, but I sang it like in an RP accent, like Liesl. You know oh, right. I mean? I'm just a girl. Yeah. But like, it got to the point where I was like, I'm in a terrible, you know, where she's like, I'm in a terrible fix. I was like, I'm in a terrible fix. I can't. And at the end, I just went, Thank you so much for your time. And he went. And I just left. Oh my God. So before we go, I need some Gemma's words of wisdom. That was a real mouthful. Gemma's (laughs) words of wisdom. Gemma's gobbler of goodness. I can't say that. Oh, God. So before we go, this is the seventh time I've recorded this because I've been being inappropriate. We've been laughing. Um, no fun here, Gemma. Professional, please. No fun this podcast zone. podcast has been very professional so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you got any words of wisdom? Gem says to me all the time, ultimately, 
and then says like very, very, very important information? Um, ultimately, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say, I would say always play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. So know yourself, know what you do well and play to your strengths and don't let other people put you down. And if they try, don't listen to them ultimately that's my words of wisdom amazing amazing I love that ultimately you always know something good is to follow um so before we go ultimately I would love you to sign us out with thanks that's all for today okay Um, you can do it any way you like and you can give me a kiss on the cheek at the end I'll let you in this podcast even though we're very very far apart um but thank you so much Gem for joining us it's been so much fun we've been talking for three hours three Um, hours I've got to try and get it down to 50 minutes I don't know how it's going to happen I think I might have to do two parts or like a bloopers episode (laughs) but thank you so much been so lovely to chat to you and all that's left to do is just to finish the podcast with gems ultimately thanks that's all for today thanks that's all for today (laughs) 